0: Hi, I'm Caleb,
1: and I'm Elise,
0: and you're listening to Happily Scared, a horror podcast for newlyweds and nearly deads. Well, Elise, it has been quite some time. Uh, I think l- late summer, early fall, we did a podcast. Do you think
1: it's less time than the break we took before? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, it's just good. been a We're few months. we better.
0: Yeah. Well, one of the reasons we hope to get better is because you uh, have had a major life change recently. You want to tell our folks about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, I'm sure everyone is very interested. I was able to quit my job. So now...
0: You're a stay-at-home podcaster.
1: I'm a stay-at-home cat mom. So I'm very excited about that. I'm going to be doing some editing work. For some of my friends in the photo-video business. And hopefully watching some more movies.
0: You know, we should have you be the editor for this podcast. You gonna pay me? Well, you, you weren't paying me. <laughs> but yeah, you are free from your old job. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're very grateful for that. And we're excited about what you're doing next. And uh, yeah, and we started watching movies again. Gosh, I think we like past couple months, we were just, you know, any chance we have to watch TV I'm going to interrupt you because
1: Caleb has this thing about him where he goes through phases, and he has not been in a movie phase at all. So if he's not in a movie phase, we just don't watch movies. And that's kind of critical for this podcast.
0: The phase I have been in, though, uh, has been really getting into... The Great British Baking Shows (laughs) is called in America. (laughs) Yes. I've actually been kind of interested in this show for a few years because I've heard it's very cozy and, you know, European.
1: Do you want to tell the people how we started watching it?
0: Yeah. uh, We were sitting on the couch and Elise looks over at me and was like, hey, would you ever be interested in watching? I think we call it the Great British Bake Off, which is like its real title, but in America. There's some like Pillsbury's got a copyright on the term <laughs> Bake Off. I
1: still don't understand
0: that. I know it's. So I haven't insane. looked into it. Yeah, then. I haven't either. Uh, so she was like, "Do you want to watch that?" And my head shot around, and I was like, "Yes, I really do want to watch it." Because you I,
1: looked so happy.
0: I to kind of have feel like I had asked you, like, would you ever be interested in watching a show like that? I've, I'm like 90% sure I've asked you, and you Here's were just kind of at the time, like,
1: Nah. Eh. Caleb loves HGTV. And I just am not interested.
0: I mean, so the thing is, like, you know, I'm not a handyman. I'm not a cook or a baker. But, like, I like when people, like, have mastery over, like, the domestic crafts, you know.
1: Why does that interest you so much? I don't
0: know. It's, like, really satisfying, you Hmm. know. It's, like... Me and my restoration videos, where I watch somebody restore a painting or like old tools.
1: Yeah, and then I mistook that to mean that you wanted to restore stuff, but then. Yeah, you tried to get me
0: into it, and I was like, no, I just like watching people do it. (laughs) So, anyways, we've been watching a lot of the Great British Baking Show and things like Catfish,
1: which Elise has gotten me
0: into, I think, like. On our honeymoon, you we were like, hey, let's watch this show. Because it was on, you know, it was like one of the few channels we had yeah. in the little cabin we were staying in. MTV. Yeah, I thought you
1: were going to make fun of me for it, but you ended up loving it.
0: No, I, uh, I've i really gotten into the, the drama, the soap opera of uh, of reality TV. So the older I've gotten, the more I've really just enjoyed that as an art form. Um, and so, yeah.
1: Catfish is definitely art.
0: Yeah, it for sure. For sure is. Um, we constantly talk about what if scenarios like we watch one like yesterday or today. I can't remember, but you were like, so what would you do if you were in a park and you saw <laughs> oh, yeah. the host there? Would you like go up? And I came up with this whole scenario where it's like I would be a sociopath that would just walk up and be like, hey. And they'd be like, are you Kyle? Are you Ryan? I'd be like, yeah, that's me. Well, why are you doing well? And then I would just like <laughs> started lying. I probably wouldn't have the guts to do that, but like the thought of that is kind of fun. I would to...
1: definitely do it, but you'd be able to see on my face that I was kidding.
0: Uh, anytime I've played cards with my brothers, they always tell me I don't have a poker face. So I yeah. don't, I just do not think I could keep the lie up. But
1: I also want to think a lot about what would happen if Neve called me. Any opportunity I could get. To be called on? Ugh. Yeah. I would love that so much. Yeah. Probably never happened, but...
0: Something did happen pretty exciting in your life in terms of (laughs) social media.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, I posted a TikTok. I have a a couple of those, not very many. And for some reason, it just absolutely went off. Um, I think right now it has... Two point eight million views. Not that you're counting. No, no. But you did ask. uh Two point eight million views, and I don't know two, no, three hundred.
0: It's got thousand like likes. over like three hundred thousand, three hundred fifty thousand likes. Yeah, nearly three million views. Yeah, and it's so funny that you just did like you know, a bit that you thought maybe like a hundred people would see. Yeah. I
1: mean, I, I had 37 followers when I posted that and now I have almost 400. Yeah. Just from a video that I made, uh, making a joke about me putting in my two week notice.
0: Now all you have to do is replicate that every single day. Um, and then you can start to monetize it and you can pull in, uh, I don't know, maybe 100 hundred, two hundred $200. I was say $20. Bucks. A month or something like that. So, barely worth it. You have Content to just...
1: creation is a horde.
0: Yeah, it's just horrific. Yeah. And uh, that probably explains why we're still in the single digits, like a year and a half <laughs> into <laughs> us well, making podcasts. Well,
1: but... we have not been posting consistently. Yeah. So, that's...
0: But all that said, we are hoping to do more. I know we've said that in the past, but...
1: We're gonna keep saying it, yeah. We're he... gonna
0: keep saying it until one day it's true. We're gonna but we manifest. Figured, since we missed the Halloween season, um, or rather, we were just enjoying so it privately. I know it really is. I
1: mean, that's embarrassing because that should have been our biggest month, I know. and it was like as far as having fun. Yeah, but no podcast. I think the problem
0: with us too. It's like we like. I mean, obviously, we have a horror movie podcast, but we like the. Um, That month so much and like going places like we went to New England this year. We went to Salem, Massachusetts just to see all the spooky stuff in early October. Like we're invested in the holiday itself so much so that we almost don't want to take time out to like, you know.
1: That is so true.
0: Discuss. We just want to enjoy it. So anyway, so we talked about then jumping into it around Thanksgiving because I have wanted to do. Thanksgiving, which is like a 60 minute C or D list movie (laughs) about a killer turkey. Maybe we'll do that next year. I've been wanting to do that for years now, um, but we miss Thanksgiving as well. And then we talked. Well, you know,
1: people eat turkey on Christmas.
0: That's true. But I just feel like that's such a great November episode. We'd have to do it in November, I guess. Uh, But anyways, we thought, hey, well, you know, the holidays are coming up advent and christmas and um you know all the other ones so uh
1: (laughs) very inclusive uh,
0: no it's like i was going that i was thinking like am i gonna go the full nerdy like catholic church thing where i'm like well there's saint stephen's day and the holy innocence and epiphany and Mm. all that or was i thinking like you know hanukkah and kwanzaa and other holidays um anyway so it's that holiday season
1: <laughs> yep
0: and so we decided that we should watch krampus from 2015 now you've seen this movie before right
1: yes and i had seen it too
0: um, i think i saw it back in maybe 2017 so it's been several years uh, so i didn't remember much about it in terms of, like, specifics. But I did like it, and I liked it, I think, even more this time. And the thing that... I don't know if this is stepping on your toes, because I know you had some fun facts you wanted to reveal. Uh, But the thing that was so exciting about this is to find out that it was directed by Michael Doherty, who directed Trick or Treat with a little, you know, that little adorable... Sam. Halloween killer Sam, who's, Mm -hmm. like, the... Spirit, the the living embodiment of the holiday season, and so it feels like Michael Doherty's kind of filling out like a kind of fun kooky holiday monster calendar, and so uh, I'd love to see a sequel to Krampus, since I think we're getting a sequel to Trick or Treat. You know, build out a whole. I know people are so beleaguered by this, but build out a whole cinematic universe. Yeah,
1: I don't think people want that.
0: Yeah, probably not. Yeah. I don't think this movie did that well at the box office, but I think it'd be pretty neat. But, anyways, let's get into it.
1: Get into it, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so the letterbox synopsis for this movie, Krampus, uh, directed by Michael Doherty from 2015. Tagline is You Don't Want to Be On His List. Mm. And the synopsis is. A horror comedy based on the ancient legend about a pagan creature who punishes children on Christmas. That is, I mean, to the point, but there's some questionable. Is he a pagan creature? I always thought he was, you know, he worked with St. Nick, but maybe I don't know.
1: Wait, you thought he was buddies Well,
0: I mean, yeah. Like he sends him out to do his dirty work? Yeah, because, okay, according to Wikipedia, Krampus is a horned anthropomorphic figure in central and eastern Alpine folklore of Europe who, during the Advent season, scares children who have misbehaved. Assisting St. Nicholas, or Santa Claus, the pair visit children on the night of the 5th of December, with St. Nicholas, rewarding the well-behaved children with modest gifts, such as oranges, dried fruit, walnuts, and chocolate, while the badly behaved ones only receive punishment from Krampus with birch rods. I'm assuming he hits them with the birch oh, rods. Oh,
1: like he spanks them.
0: Yeah, I guess so. And then somewhere along the way, we are like, well, let's just give him coal instead. Yeah, I was
1: going to say, where does the coal fit in?
0: Uh, it's probably just a different Santa tradition. Who knows? The, uh, the, these, uh, Germanic folks, and I can say this as somebody that's mostly German in my heritage are, uh, pretty gruesome, crazy people. And so they would develop a holiday where there's a little devil that goes around helping a saint
1: children. <laughs> he
0: just whips, the,
1: yeah, <laughs> whips I, the
0: children if they've misbehaved. I don't think
1: I, um, agree with this. I think the coal is plenty. From a source, that's yeah, their that's parents? that's
0: probably why he uh, he went away. Mm-hmm. Um, it says the origin of the figure is unclear. Some folklorists and anthropologists have postulated as having a pre-Christian origin, which would make sense. In traditional parades and in such events as Krampuslauf, which is the Krampus run, young men participate and dress participate dressed as Krampus and attempt to scare the audience with their antics. Such events occur annually in most Alpine towns. Krampus is featured on holiday greeting cards called Krampuskarten. Mm. And the, it says that he's been imported into American popular culture in movies, TV, and video games. Like the movie we're discussing this evening. Um, but, you know, when I think of Krampus, I always think of um, Belschnickel. Yeah. From, and that's got to be, I mean, that's the office version of that by highly exaggerating and doing something weird and Amish and Germanic sounding and really off-putting. It is interesting that he visits not on Christmas, but on December 5th, which is the day before St. Nicholas Day.
1: So he comes and spanks the children on December
0: 5th? Yeah, the evening of December 5th. So okay, I guess, again, you know, there's just... This is how legends evolve, or whatever. But I guess the idea is that Santa brings gifts on his own death day. St. Nicholas, you know, brings December 6th. That's when he gives out presents. And when he goes into, he sneaks into houses at night. Mm-hmm. He brings Krampus. It's a little devil that whips the children instead.
1: Okay, so I have two questions. Yeah. One, if the children are in bed, Does he go up to their rooms and pull them out of bed and spank them?
0: So the picture you can find on Wikipedia Mm -hmm. is from a 1900s illustration of St. Nick and Krampus visiting a child. And it shows a child apparently on a table or a bench by a chimney. And it looks like he's praying. And St. Nicholas, who's dressed in like, he looks like he's a bishop or uh, Mm -hmm. the pope or something like that. Is coming up to the kid with uh, it looks like I don't know an apple or something, and then Krampus is this little horned devil goat man behind like Santa's shoulder with a little pitchfork. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know if is they they keep the whole the the chimney thing or whatever. Anyways, he just comes uh, at night and <laughs> and beats the hell out of the children.
1: Okay, my second question is how bad. Do you have to be for him to want to beat you?
0: I was about to answer that, but then I realized I was starting to conflate Fat Man, the Mel Gibson, and yeah, Walton Goggins movie that, that we just so. watched the night before that we thought we'd do a podcast of. But I realized not not really too much horror, just more like action. Yeah, it's kind of a black action comedy movie. Um, anyways, uh So, yeah, I I don't know. Um, The kids in this movie were horrifically obnoxious and selfish. In fact, everybody was. Yeah. Except for, well, arguably the kid, Max, the main character. Yeah. He kind of was pushed to a breaking point where he selfishly wished for everybody to go away. Uh, I guess that's kind of a little home alone Mm -hmm. sort of uh, thing. But instead of his family disappearing, Krampus comes. And, uh, well, they make the family disappear. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, this taps into a lot of other movies, holiday movies, and we can talk about that in a little bit. But uh, I think you had some fun facts you wanted to share.
1: Okay. I have four fun facts. That's three F's.
0: We need... (laughs) This is the four... Oh, maybe that could be our new segment. Four fun facts.
1: Okay, wait. There needs to be four F's. Because that would make more sense. For, four, four, fun. freaky fun facts.
0: Yeah, four freaky fun facts. The <laughs> next clue dumb. is at the White House. <coughs> uh, that's okay. a little comedy bang bang joke for you, super fans out there.
1: <laughs> so we're just sticking with four fun facts for now.
0: Four for four fun facts.
1: <laughs> this is not wendy's yeah okay well, let's so just stick with,
0: yeah just the fun facts and then we'll get the number and the title down later
1: okay so we're gonna call this four fun facts for now but <laughs> we need a we need another f because it's only three f's we need four f's if we're gonna do four fun facts uh we'll think about this okay Um, in this movie, Max shares some candy from his Halloween stash to comfort his cousins. Inside, you can see a lollipop identical to the one used as a weapon by the demonic child Sam from Michael's movie, Trick or Treat.
0: Oh, that's the, it looks like a little orange pumpkin with a big bite out of it. Yeah,
1: it kind of looks like a crescent.
0: That he uses to stab somebody with. Yeah. Oh, cool. I missed that. Did you see it when you were watching it? No. No. Okay.
1: Um, second fun fact, in a cut scene, the fathers hear a blizzard warning for the central Ohio area that covers Franklin County, Delaware County, and Warren Valley. While Franklin and Delaware counties are real, uh, Warren County or Warren Valley is the fictional town where trick or treat took place.
0: Oh, so he, now there really could be. A developing cinematic universe.
1: Yeah, Caleb really wants this to happen. He wants Krampus and Sam to fight or team up or something.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I've I've asked myself. You know, is it a Freddy versus Jason thing? Is it a Sam versus? But that was so bad. Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. I like that movie. I'm of the opinion that all the versus movies that we've ever been given are amazing. So like. (laughs) Freddy versus Jason is an amazing movie. <laughs> Alien versus Predator is amazing. Oh, mm, yeah. Batman versus Superman is amazing. Ugh. And uh, Godzilla versus Kong is amazing. Nah. I like all the versus movies. So
1: why do you like that?
0: I don't know. I just like. I think it's the comic book nerd in me. Like I've always, uh, you know, like one of some of the first comics I ever read as a kid. My dad actually read them to me in the mid '90s when. Um, Marvel and DC were having a crossover where they were like, mm-hmm. they were co publishing comics and it was like yeah. all their superheroes fighting each other. And you could vote every month for who you'd want to see win in a match. Like, who do you want to see win? Batman or Captain America? Uh, who do you want to see win? Hulk or Superman? Stuff like that.
1: Did you so. like when Disney Channel did The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody featuring Hannah Montana, featuring That's So Raven? crossover of the century
0: i literally didn't know anything about that that was a little (laughs) bit after my time but i do remember when kingdom hearts came out and i'm not really a disney person that's that video game i
1: thought that was anime
0: it's anime it's like an anime video game character okay i don't know the story but it's got like all of disney's properties coming together for this big epic quest I like crossover multiverse stuff. I really do. Now... You
1: would love Sweet Life featuring Han Montana featuring That's a Raven.
0: I mean, like, I like the idea of that kind of stuff.
1: Okay, moving on. Uh, the opening sequence was shot on location in a single day. That's, you know, the one where all the kids are fighting and people are trampling each other. Yeah. Um, to get yeah, yeah, the Christmas opening presents. scene. yeah. I'm just making sure everyone knows what I'm talking about. So that opening se- sequence was shot on location in a single day at a department store in New Zealand.
0: Oh, was the whole movie shot in New Zealand?
1: Uh, I read that it was shot on a sound stage mostly, so yeah. I'm assuming not.
0: A sound stage in New Zealand.
1: I'm assuming not. Oh. And my final fourth fact, wait, final fourth fun fact. Is this the film was originally to release on November 25th, but was pushed back to December 4th to coincide with the Krampusnacht, a traditional Austrian festival held on December 5th that celebrates the Krampus coming to punish naughty children?
0: Elise, let's talk about some gripes, some likes, and some tropes.
1: Okay, let's do it. Uh, my gripe is pretty simple. I just think there's not enough Krampus for a movie about Krampus.
0: Yeah. I, you know what? I would agree with that. I mean, he's obviously hangs heavy over the whole thing, but they kind of allow his, um, his minions, his like, Mm -hmm. you know, he's got his own version of elves, I guess, who I'm not sure they really ever explain those little. Miniature people that come in and like kidnap the family. Um, but yeah, then he has
1: the, elves plus all those. Like
0: haunted toys. Yeah, and
1: toys, I guess. They're Gingerbread like, men.
0: Yeah. Um, and so they really do a lot of the sort of kind of. They are the perfunctory kind of slasher role in the movie. Uh, and then he's always there lurking. But yeah, you just don't see him. I agree with that. That's. Um,
1: yeah. I did read that. Um, He likes the cat and mouse game Krampus does. And so it's like fun for him to watch his little minions terrorize and, you know, stab people, eat people, whatever. But still, I just don't think there's enough Krampus.
0: Well, mine was kind of related to that is that I really liked the spooky dolls and the little creepy minions. Mm -hmm. Um, But the gingerbread were supposed to be, they were like a big part of it. And something about the... Gingerbread, the CGI just felt. I I mean, yeah, and I I know it's like it's supposed to be a horror comedy, like it's not just you know, straight slasher, you know, supernatural. Um, it's supposed to be pretty tongue in cheek in some places. Mm -hmm. Um, but the gingerbread man just reminded me of that gingerbread man from Shrek, yeah, yeah, and it it just like it felt like like it took me out of it. it, felt goofy, yeah. Um, but I did like that one reveal where when Krampus is stalking the family and he first kind of like makes contact in the house by putting down this really dark, like huge chain with a hook on it. And at the end of the hook was a big, you know, plump gingerbread. And one of the, the little annoying cousins comes up to it uh, while everybody's asleep. And the fire is like dimmed down low and the chain is coming through the chimney And he goes and starts to eat the gingerbread cookie. He takes a bite and he looks at it and the cookie screams and he screams. And that was funny. Yeah. But like that was all, you know, that's all we needed from them. But yeah, I just remember thinking like this um, feels, um, I don't know, like it just the, the CGI there just felt silly and. I don't know. There was was something a little ominous about the little minions that he had and some of the dolls and stuff that was really creepy. Yeah, some of them
1: were really scary. Yeah,
0: but those weren't. And so that just kind of took me out of it. I'm just going to pause for a moment. If you can hear, it sounds like somebody just gulping down water. Like they've been in the Sahara (laughs) uh, for the past 30 days with no access to water, except for maybe little drops here and there. That is our cat just slurping down Christmas tree water right now.
1: She just loves She loves it. I don't that get sap flavored water. We
0: uh we literally um give her fresh water every day and then she wants dirty, sticky sap water. Mhm. She just loves to drink it.
1: Okay, so we're moving on to likes? Yeah. Uh my like is very simple. Um I just think Great actor's in this. Adam Scott is in this. Yeah. Which is, I feel like, kind of all I need to say. But also, you know, Tony Collette's in this, too. So, that's very fun for me. Just, I enjoy watching him, And I just think it's funny. It's got some good laughs out of me.
0: What was, like, what were a couple of your favorite, like, jokey bits? Do you remember?
1: Um, I mean, I loved the fact that we have this family... Who Tony keeps referencing that they only eat mac and cheese and hot dogs. Yeah. Which is like my favorite meal. <laughs> um, so I like that bit. And then what goes along with that is seeing her, you know, at the end of the dinner in the kitchen, torching creme brulee um, for these kids who are like throwing mashed potatoes at each other and stuff.
0: Yeah. A little background. So like, you know, uh, oh gosh, I already forgot the character's name. I think Tom and Sarah. Who are Adam Scott and Tony Collette, uh, and their kids are inviting over her sister and her redneck husband and children, and they're just awful and really brash. And but they're going to spend the holidays with them. You know, it's kind of got a Christmas vacation vibe to it a little bit. So she's trying to do this nice dinner for everybody, and they're just so ungrateful. And uh, even her sister is like, makes a big deal, you know, about cooking this meal. And <laughs> And so you couldn't
1: have made stuff that the kids can pronounce.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But it was funny watching her with a little, um, what is it called? A little torch.
1: I want to say flamethrower, but it's, you know, yeah. Tiny. Yeah. It's a little torch thing,
0: the little torch blower that they, uh, that she's she's complaining
1: (laughs) about how redneck they are. Yeah. So ridiculous. I love it.
0: It definitely, I mean, gosh, it, there was a lot of, Parallels, I think, to Christmas Vacation, like the the redneck family that's imposing coming over the cousins, mm-hmm. the, you know, the the loud brash dad who's like such a redneck, and the, mm-hmm. and the the mom that's like kind of quiet and well meaning, but just and oh, and how they are... forgot
1: the baby in the car oh, for yeah. the first like twenty minutes yeah. of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed that.
0: um Yeah, I thought it was a great cast. Uh, I also like. Dave Koechner, who plays Howard, the uncle, Um, he's just really funny to me. Yeah, he's always funny. um, I've heard interviews with him and he's just a really bright guy and he seems like a very nice human being, but he always plays a heel in these movies and Mm -hmm. he's always like a big, dumb, obnoxious, toxic jerk. um, And he does that so well. And his wife, um, who was Sarah's sister, is the actress that was in the first season of Fargo. And she was just great. She's in, in something that. else too. Yeah, she's but in I can't several put things. I'm putting my finger on it. Um, yeah, she, I, thought she was, I thought she was great. I like watching her and yeah, stuff. Yeah, she's fun. Their aunt that was there, um, whose name is Conchata Farrell, she's in a lot of different stuff. And she always plays like the kind of same. Oh, RIP. I was just looking at her. <laughs>
1: She died. Yeah,
0: yeah, she died in apparently October twelfth of twenty twenty. So, oh, oh, that's sad. That's sad. Um, yeah, she was very funny, and she's the character actor that's in a lot of uh, comedies and and looks like a lot of horror movies. That's just that kind of brusque. Uh, oh, she's in. She's apparently the housekeeper in Two and a Half Men. I never watched that, so I couldn't tell Me you. Me neither. But um, yeah, she was she was good. So. And, oh, and then the uh, the grandmother, the German grandmother. She was the one that tethered them to the whole Krampus origin story mm-hmm. and everything. I thought she was good.
1: Oh, did you say what your like was?
0: Uh, I had uh, a couple likes. First of all, I really like the design of Krampus, especially his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't see it much, but it was really creepy. He was kind of like a like a like an evil, emaciated-looking Santa, like a zombified Santa mm-hmm. mixed with like a devil goat thing. Yeah. So I really liked the design. He was very ominous, and uh, I was a big fan of just the just the combination of different uh, genres that were represented here. Um, or very specific movies, I guess. So I've mentioned this several times. Um, it definitely felt like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, like pretty heavily felt like that. Um, but it also felt kind of like Night of the Living Dead where they're all trapped in a house together and there's some threat and they're cut off from society and, Mm -hmm. and just like a general slasher where like, you know, one by one people keep disappearing. So that was such a fun combo of elements. Um, I just really liked all of those things coming together. I also really liked just the using like old creepy Germanic folklore. Um, I thought this was like a great introduction to the Krampus character to American audiences and, um, the sort of backstory. Um, and I guess kind of an underlying theme of appreciating family and like kind of, Satirizing the you know the commercialism of the holiday, it's very cliche in a way. But yeah. I thought so many of the elements worked fine together, and so yeah, I really I, I just thought it was like a good combination of all those things.
1: Okay, ready for tropes? Yeah. Okay, my trope is the foreign grandma who knows what's going on but doesn't reveal anything until a couple people have already died.
0: Yes, that's a good one. Uh,
1: you can tell that she has this this feeling or this foresight or whatever. And she's just quiet. She just doesn't tell anyone anything. And then people have been missing and dead. And she finally decides to tell her tragic backstory. Yeah. Her family being killed by Krampus. And it's like, why don't you speak up lady?
0: Yeah. Um, connecting to that. Mine was the trope where she is the sort of like maternal sage, you know, she's the medicine woman type of vibe. Mm-hmm. But they, I, I mentioned this when we were watching this. Always drives me crazy in movies when someone is speaking another language, and then the, all the characters are speaking back to them in a totally different language. So the whole movie, except for a few lines, she's speaking German, and then her family is speaking. English to her. Such American English to her. And they're always understanding one another, Mm -hmm. but it's like so jarring to go back and forth. Like I think it would be better if they literally had people memorizing a few German phrases and speaking back. Or just have her as a German woman with like a super heavy um, German accent. Like, I just didn't think that really added anything to it. Other than maybe I think she's a celebrated German actress, so it was like Feather and Doherty's cap to get somebody like that. But uh, yeah, that's I, I just can't stand that. But that language thing.
1: I feel like you don't know for sure how people might actually do that in real life. Like it's easier to talk, express yourself in your own language. Right. That's so that's fair. If each person's using their own language and they're understanding each other. But it's like, I don't want to start speaking Spanish to you to explain what I'm going to say, because that's harder for me to think that way or harder for me to express with certain words. So, I mean, it may be realistic. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. I don't know.
0: That's possible. I wouldn't know because I do not have any German speaking grandmothers, although my grandmothers were German. All right. Our next segment is a fan favorite by fan favorite. I mean, it's the one I like the most. Yeah, me too. And it is Scaredy Cats. Okay. So there weren't any cats in this movie, I don't believe.
1: Not that I saw.
0: There were some haunted snowmen and gingerbread people.
1: There was a haunted snowman?
0: Yeah. I remember the snowman that was like moving closer and closer to their house like as an ominous warning. When was that? It was like at the, all throughout the movie, but it's like, you never saw him move, but like the kid, you know, like it's, you know, a few days before Christmas and they wake up one morning, it's really snowing outside. Yeah. They've lost contact with the outside world and the power's out. And, um, you know, there's like, they're not able to communicate. I think radio and cell phone tower and stuff like that is down. And, uh, And Max wakes up and looks out the window. He's like, uh, there's a snowman in our yard. And then like later, a few scenes later, he was like, it's getting closer to the house or something. I don't think there was any payoff with that other than just feeling creepy. Yeah. Um,
1: Because if you never saw him move, he didn't count as a character. Yeah. A minion.
0: Uh, There's that really scary Jack in the box that i'm not sure you ever saw even though i rewinded it a few times
1: yeah it was they cut away too fast
0: so beth i think her name was it beth no that might be somebody else oh let me double check
1: sounded right
0: gosh i am terrible at remembering like character names uh yeah beth that's right She was just gone with my gut uh the teenage daughter who's like so wants to get out of the house and get away from her crazy family and walk like four blocks to her boyfriend's house She's outside and walking through the storm, and she starts hearing something, and it's very obvious that something is stalking her. She runs and hides under a truck, and she's, like, scared, and then all of a sudden she hears, like, a little um, (laughs) jack-in-the-box. She looks over, and just, like, you know, the snow is blowing, and on the edge of the truck, there's the -the jack-in-the-box, and then all of a sudden, instead of just popping open, it slowly creeps open, and then, like... (laughs) <laughs> you can see the face of the the jack, I guess is what you call it, the little puppet come up and it's like its eyes are peeking right over the box and she just screams and then it cuts away implying that and she's then been just captured. it
1: shows the top of the truck like shaking back and forth. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. So you
1: don't even know if she dies or not yeah, because yeah. they go out looking for her later and you think, "Oh, I guess yeah. she could be alive."
0: And so that's an interesting thing about this movie too. Is that we, it's it's a PG-13 movie, so it's not like, you know, gruesome, gory. But like what happens to the family feels pretty crazy and awful. But, you know, Krampus or one of his minions or dark elves will get them or something like that. And they'll disappear. And it's like, you know, the implication is that Krampus has dragged their souls to hell or whatever. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the movie... Um, The person that, like, actually brought this all about was Max, their son, who was just so distraught over Christmas being ruined by a selfish family. He just wishes they weren't even around anymore. And that's what invites Krampus, I guess, into their lives.
1: Does he specifically wish they weren't around?
0: Yeah, there's something he's like. Because
1: when they read his note, they were, like, starting to make fun of his note to Santa And then they got to the part where he was saying like, I wish mom and dad could be together more because I think they just miss each other and I hope that you'll help, you know, my cousins and my aunt and uncle because I feel like they have a hard time in life. Like he was very sweet, I thought, so I just don't remember him saying specifically like he didn't want them around or something.
0: You know, there was something, I can't remember exactly what happened, but he's like, he gets angry after they tease him about his letter to Santa because he's just too old to believe in that, blah, blah, blah. Then he like tears up the letter, he throws it outside and the wind carries it away. But I thought he said something like, I just wish, you know. I, yeah.
1: What, what specifically brought on Krampus? Because if he just comes anyway to discipline naughty children...
0: Um, Any response
1: to rip notes?
0: The the grandmother said that, you know, when she was a kid, um, that her parents and her neighbors and all that, they, quote unquote, lost their Christmas spirit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, this was probably, you know, due to everything going on during World War II. And uh, she she wished for her parents to be gone. And that's what summoned Krampus. So I, I think he did say something about... That and anyways Krampus shows up and that's when he uh, drags everyone in the family to hell <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, and then leaves behind a little like you know a little snow or not snow globe but um, a, a little like a jingle bell with there his name on it. Reminds me of
1: Polar Express. Yeah
0: it's like an, an evil Polar Express bell.
1: It is pretty though.
0: Yeah but at the end Max like you know he you know says he's sorry and he's like just give my family back and take me instead. And uh, it seems like Krampus is going to grant his wish, but then he just starts laughing. And then he, you know, he's holding him over this big pit with fire, implying it's hell. And he drops the kid in and you think, oh, well, is everybody this moving going to hell. But then he wakes up in his bed the next day and his family's downstairs and they're like, and they're, you know, all
1: happy. they're
0: happy and they're kind of snipping at each other, you know, but they're like, you know, whatever. They're going to be peaceful on Christmas. And then. They all start to open gifts and everything's fine, and then, and then suddenly they all have this like weird feeling, and the, the camera zooms out, and they're in their house, but their house oh, is. Oh, I think
1: a- it's because he opens a gift and he sees the Krampus bell.
0: Oh, and they and all they remember all, it.
1: Yeah, they all realize like something, right?
0: And then it pans out, and of course, their house is shrunken down, and they're inside the house, and they're in a snow globe that Krampus is holding, and he sets it on a shelf, and it pans back, and he's got this little creepy you know, cave with fire and trinkets everywhere. There's other snow globes, like implying that these are all the families he's dragged to hell. So, But, you know... I think that's, um, I do think that's supposed to be, like, kind of open to interpretation. Like, this may not literally be what's happening, but, like, that is going to always be hanging over the family, like, you know, how they were haunted together or whatever. Or they're always going to be stuck with each other and things aren't, things aren't going to, like, easily resolve. And so Mm -hmm. I think there's something of that going on.
1: Yeah, that's what I was wondering because... Like, if Max had not been dragged to hell, so to speak, then what would have happened to the rest of the family? Would they be in the snow globe? Or are they only in the snow globe because Max is there, too?
0: Well, that's what, you know, like, on a literal level, I think they're all in the snow globe because they all were, you know, dragged into hell. And this is what hell is for them, being stuck together. (laughs) And this family you know, on Christmas forever, like where it's just, you know, I, I think that's the literal reading. Oof,
1: scary. I know.
0: But the, I think the f- like sort of figurative thing you're supposed to understand behind it is like, well, you know, family's not ideal, but like you love them and you learn to get along with them anyway. And the horror is that you're going to be trapped with them forever, like for your life. You know, yeah. like, I think that's kind of the the like the hidden message behind it you know the sort of the metaphor that's going Mm -hmm. on but i don't know so yeah but i thought that was an okay ending for you know pg-13 horror movie that didn't have like much blood or guts in it like having a little bit of that kind of feeling
1: um we were on scaredy cats
0: oh my gosh we were (laughs) okay so we're gonna leave all this in Okay. But there was, because we were talking about all the little creatures. The one scaredy cat was a dog <laughs> right. named Rosie, the bulldog, who ate one of the gingerbread and saved Howard's life. Yeah, hero. Uh, and uh, it was a little bit of comic relief yeah. here and there. What happened to Rosie? Was
1: I have no idea.
0: I can't remember.
1: Literally no idea.
0: Okay. So that's the... I
1: didn't see the dog die. That's,
0: one, that's the one or little eaten. friendly furry animal... That's in the movie. If yeah. you don't cow Krampus, who's kind of a goat.
1: Yeah. And then there's <laughs> the bear. That's not real. Sure. I mean, there are like animals, I yeah. guess, but they're don't, they're not pets. So there's only one. They're one. not
0: cute. It's the bulldog. Yeah. Go dogs. Sick them. Okay. Woo, 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 woo. 13 and 0, baby. All
1: right. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> what are we moving on to? Oh. Our letterbox
0: reviews. Oh yeah, let's look at those. I gave this three and a half stars, uh, and my review was: "So when are we going to get a Sam versus Krampus movie from Michael Doherty?" Which I've kind of already said yeah, before. Yeah,
1: I know that's that's your big thing for yeah. some reason. I
0: love that. I love the idea of it.
1: Uh, I gave it four stars, and my review says: "Maybe the real horror is being with family."
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the metaphor that they're trying to go after there. But, yeah, I know. I get it. But you know what's so funny? I, this is going to sound like such a little humble brag, but like as we were watching this movie, we were both like, I like our families. Like, I like being with your parents and brothers and sisters and cousins on Christmas. And know, same I for was, me. You, I was like... saying,
1: isn't it a relief that this isn't our scenario? <laughs>
0: yeah. I know that's like, gosh, we're just so very thankful for that because I know that's not the way it is for everybody. I mean,
1: you're always going to have specific people that you're like, whew, I need a little nap after being with that person, you know? I need a little break, a little respite, but for the most part, it's doable.
0: It's fine. Yeah. We like our families, so. Yeah. It's it's a hot take. I think it would be heaven to be trapped in a snow globe forever with our families. <laughs> no,
1: because <laughs> yeah, that's that's where I gotta draw the line. I need I need some whew, I need some space. Yeah, just just space. Not anything against them. I just need my own space. Literally, yeah, for sure. So no, I do not want to be. You need trapped. a house
0: where nobody else is in it but the cat and me.
1: I mean, yeah.
0: And maybe just the cat, if you're being honest.
1: (laughs) But in a snow globe forever? No. No thanks.
0: Yeah. Well, I hope everyone's having a great Advent season or Christmas season or whatever you celebrate season.
1: Mm. Inclusive. Is that
0: inclusive enough for you? Yeah. Um, But seriously, I hope you're having a great December uh, and you're having fun with family and friends. Um, And you're
1: not trapped in a snow globe with
0: them? (laughs) Not trapped in a snow globe and being haunted by uh, a German folklore monster.
1: Yeah, let this be a reminder to you to have Christmas spirit. That's right. And to not be naughty.
0: Yeah. You know, that is an interesting thing is that both Trick or Treat and Krampus have a big theme of like keeping the spirit alive.
1: Yeah, you have to enjoy the holiday and follow the rules. Yeah. Of the holiday.
0: Which is interesting. That's... uh, I feel like I could write about that. It's like an idea, but...
1: I think Michael, the director... Yeah. Might be an Enneagram one.
0: Hmm. I don't know what that means.
1: They're rule followers, you know?
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So,
1: something to think about.
0: Or maybe is he... This is me having done no research on this man whatsoever. Is he feeling like he grew up in such a chaotic environment... And he just wanted the holidays to be simple and he never got that. So, through his artistic life, he's working out these feelings of like regret and nostalgia. Like, if only we would have followed the rules and had a normal, happy holiday.
1: I will do some research, see if he has a therapist I can get in contact okay. with, and I'll let you guys know.
0: This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp <laughs> is helping I wish. you. Um with problems. Do you want to problem solve? Call BetterHelp. <laughs> BetterHelp can get you cotton. Do you
1: need help that's better?
0: Call BetterHelp. Better help. It's not the best help, but it is, it is better, better help.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's better than you have now.
0: Uh this uh podcast is also brought to you by um uh 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 <laughs> I'm forgetting stamps.com. Oh. Do you hate
1: going to the post office? See you never
0: at the post office. That's right. Uh, and and type in on stamps.com um, happily scary 20 to get 20% off yep. your next.
1: <laughs> this is also brought to you by sap water.
0: Sap water. It's, it's good enough it's for the got cat. got sap?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tap water? No. Try.
0: Sap water. Thank you. That's perfect. Yeah. Well, on that note, Elise, do you have anything you'd like to say to our friends?
1: Happy holidays.
0: And you hope they live.
1: (laughs) Happy holidays. And we hope your holidays are happily scary after.
0: There you go. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night.
1: I don't think that made sense.
0: That's fine. And cue Jingle Bells right...
1: Why's it gotta be Jingle Bells?
0: I just thought it'd be funny. And cue Jingle Bells right...